0: everyone, thanks for joining this episode of Pulling the Streams podcast, powered by Puppet, and I'm delighted to be your host. My name is Demetrius Malbro. I'm on the product marketing team here at Puppet, and I am really excited today to talk with Alex Hen. And Alex comes from a background in cybersecurity, but has spent time also in telecom, data protection, and mobile. And most recently, he's been diving into the world of whiskey. Man, that's, uh, that's a really, really nice thing to dive into. And he is currently enjoying some whiskey from Japan. So I am really looking forward to hearing about that Japanese whiskey. So Alex, welcome to Pulling the Strings and how are you?
1: Thanks, Demetrius. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's uh, it's a great day. It's a beautiful day in Toronto where I live, and uh, yeah, I'm just excited to, to be part of this. This is uh, this is super awesome.
0: Man, I really love Toronto, and I I always say that it is comparable to Manhattan. You know, when I went, it there there were lots of lights and that had the big city vibe, and there were also people on the street. Um, juggling and doing other nice, fancy activities that they normally do around New York. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting back there.
1: Yeah, it's got that same kind of vibe. Lots of like lots of life uh, happening out on the streets, uh, people out and about all the time. Not just like not on weekends, but like during the day, anytime you go to Toronto, um, there's something happening either in like a like a park or a square. Uh, but the city is alive, it's very b- vibrant, and uh, there's lots of really neat things and cool things to do here.
0: Well, awesome. So let's dive into some of the questions about uh, the topic today. We're going to talk a little bit about Puppet Comply. So kick us off with, I guess, behind Puppet Comply would be compliance. So first of all, what is compliance? And tell us a little bit about the history behind it.
1: Yeah, um, compliance I guess when people think about compliance, it's like an adherence to a standard or a benchmark, right? Like a set of guidelines or rules um, that people should should follow, like a policy of some sort. Um, I sort of see it as, you know, when you join a sports team or you're in like a hockey league or a football league, there's a bunch of rules that you need to follow. There's a code of conduct that you need to follow. Uh, compliance is very similar in that sense. Um what you do and how you configure your systems or your environment, you know, should have some sort of guidelines, should have some sort of overarching principles behind it. And uh, it's just uh, it's something that people have turned to and looked to, to, to help them get started and in, in things like secure configuration, and, and just sort of looking at how the rest of the industry looks at things and does things and really just a a migration from a free-for-all type mentality when it comes to configuration to a more structured approach to it. Um, the history behind it, I mean, I think it's it. people at some point realized that what they needed was help. And they yeah. needed to make sure that, you know, in the industry that they're in, they followed what those best practices were. And they looked to organizations to help them understand what that might be. And so probably compliance has been a you know, been around for longer than we know. But uh, I think the the highlight and the spotlight on compliance has really shaped up over the last 10 to 15 years.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I would agree with that as well, Alex, because, you know, most of these regulatory requirements, you know, there's a ton of them. Uh, there are a lot of acronyms like PCI and NIST and FISMA. I think that's how you pronounce it. But please forgive me if that's not how you pronounce it. Now you got it. I know about HIPAA. I uh, participated in in some HIPAA projects. Uh GDPR, which is still sort of new, and CCPA on the California side, ISO uh 2700 and uh, I guess 27001. So there're a ton of regulatory compliance and and compliance requirements that are out there. So I guess this is where Puppet comply comes in because there are so many of these uh, requirements that puppet comply would probably fit uh, in that particular space and and make it a lot more simpler and easier in order to uh, comply with some of these regulations so w- why is compliance so hard besides there are maybe fifty or so different acronyms
1: <laughs> I would say primarily there's so many of them right you listed off you know a good handful of them. Um, and at some point, we sort of just forget what the acronyms stand for. And we just know that, mm-hmm. you know, we 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 need to be compliant to those, those regulations. But compliance is hard because automating compliance is hard. In a lot of cases, you know, in the past, you would have compliance things like, well, you know, is there a, a lock on your door or is there a lock to your server room? And then it became into, well, is your, you know, is your computer firewall set this particular way or your password policy set in this particular way? And as technology evolves and becomes more complicated and environments become more complex, especially now when we're seeing a lot of environments uh, move from on-prem into cloud, but not completely. And what I mean by that is we see a lot of hybrid environments now. And as those environments get more and more complex, your business systems get more complex, your business applications get more complex, and you start to easily lose sight of your entire infrastructure or your entire network. And so for compliance, you know, if you do it once you know, on one particular, you know, server or node or whatever it may be, that's simple. But when you start taking that process and thinking about how, well, how do I do it in my on-prem? How do I do it in my in-cloud? How do I do it in a hybrid? What's my infrastructure look like? What's my business application look like? How do I do compliance without having a negative impact in my overall business and the ability for me to operate my business? There's a lot of if, then, buts when it comes to a compliance program. And so, mm-hmm. let alone like there's like 50 different compliance standards out there. Just even dealing with the one that you, we have in front of us, and, and our focus of Puppet for uh, right now is is CIS compliance. That's still challenging. It's not just a you know I want to follow this regulation or this body. Um, it's there's there's people involved and there's teams involved, and let not not only like the environments are complicated, but working with teams are are complicated and start to get more challenging if you have more distributed teams and the larger your teams grow because you you know we hope that all of our customers their environments grow and their complexity grows because their business is growing but when your business is growing your teams grow you need more people and that kind of makes things it compounds a lot of that um those challenges and it it almost exacerbates them a little bit more and more as things get more complicated
0: and you know you mentioned teams and growing and uh, right now, we're still in COVID-19. So this entire work from home movement, things are are getting a lot more digital and complicated as well. And so teams, it's very important for teams to be tightly integrated and to work together. So I see this as being really key and critical to making sure that all of the efficiencies are tapped into around uh, compliance and especially CIS. But, you know, what is CIS? Because I wasn't unable to explain what it was. so can, can you break that down for us? What's CIS and what are these benchmarks and why are these benchmarks important?
1: Yeah, there's yeah, there's definitely a lot of lingo that that comes in this space. Um, CIS is uh, the standard for internet security, and they're mm-hmm. a nonprofit organization that relies on community contribution. to to build out these benchmarks. And so they've done a really excellent job at recruiting experts in different operating systems and applications like databases and, and web servers. And they've been able to pool that expertise together and create these things called benchmarks. And these benchmarks are an outline of how one should configure a system or an application. And these benchmarks really enforce the idea that configurations need to be secure not only to protect the integrity of the application or the business, but also to protect customers' information and data should they be on those systems. And really, it, what CIS has done a really great job at is is pooling together enough experts across the industries to become the de facto standard for benchmarks and compliance.
0: All right. So, yeah, I appreciate you explaining that, Alex. So um, if, if you don't mind, if can we get a little more... Technical, maybe maybe go a little deeper for the audience. Exactly around uh, what does Puppet Comply do? You know how does it work? Uh, I know myself that it you know does uh, kind of a scan you know across you know different types of infrastructure. So let's let's say hybrid infrastructure mm-hmm. to assess compliance with CIS benchmarks in particular, and it also I guess lets you see the entire. Uh, health of your uh, environment across a dashboard. Can can you go a little more into depth around? I guess some of the details around how it works.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, for us, Puppet Comply is is a solution. It's more than just a product. Um, and the way that we we like to think about compliance as a problem is that because it's so challenging and difficult. And hard, Um, we see Puppet Comply being a unique combination of a product and a professional services engagement. And kind of before I get into the technical details of how it all works, the reason for this is because, I mean, we've talked about it, you know, all podcast long. Is compliance is hard, it's difficult. Yeah. But uh, you know, our team of experts at Puppet are, are really well equipped to help our customers achieve success in their compliance programs. Like we see our team being an extension of our customers' teams working towards the same goals and providing the same type of input uh, and expertise that one would expect um, from a puppet uh, services engineer. And so we see it as a product and a service, and, and that helps our customers be successful. The product side comply, um, you know, has dashboards, has scanning capabilities, but what it does is it actually has a local agent um, that is already deployed in a customer's environment. So if a customer has puppet enterprise um, already deployed in their infrastructure Puppet Comply leverages that same agent and uh, performs an assessment against a CIS benchmark and everything's executed um, through Puppet Enterprise. And what that does is the user, the customer gets a a nice dashboard that provides all of that great compliance information from um, the overall score, the rule details. Uh, including how to fix it, um, and in a really simple and quick way of getting through the data. And what I mean by that is because of the way that we've architected our scanning capabilities into Puppet Enterprise, we're able to perform assessments very, very, uh, very, very quickly and efficiently because it's local. It's local to the system that it's on. And so the results come back very, very fast. And uh, I've actually (laughs) funny story. I've had the opportunity to demo public comply to many customers. And each time I, I toy with the idea of whether or not I want to do a, a live assessment or just show the data. And each time I've gone to doing a live assessment. So on a call with a customer, I will actually hit the scan button and wait for the results to come back. And 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 I'm, I'm glad to say that it hasn't failed me yet because sometimes, you know, the, the demo deities uh, aren't in your favor, but uh, it's fast. It's, it's amazing how fast the information comes back, and and how quickly people are able to kind of jump into the data and see where they need to maybe put some more effort into fixing the issues. Mm. So Puppet Comply, uh, you know, gives you the gives you the the understanding of compliance, and then our customers can can turn to our professional services team or the Forge or even build their own modules to implement remediations, and they can apply those remediations through Puppet Enterprise.
0: Okay, so the services component of it. So, help me understand where does the services component, uh, I guess, come in come into play here? Because if you have Puppet Comply and it's in, it's installed and running in the background and ready to go, um, where does the services component come in come into play, and why is it needed?
1: Yeah, it's 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 a really great question. Our services team is well equipped to assist in pretty much any way that is needed for a compliance program, whether it be mm-hmm. understanding like scope and visibility, um, taking actions on remediations. So building out those modules, um, you know, is is a huge value add from our services team because sometimes they get complicated, but they also yeah. need some tailoring into a customer's environment. Right. So that's where our services team really shines. It's in the expertise of how to leverage the puppet uh, platform or the Puppet uh, family of products in achieving those compliance goals, and uh, our team isn't just you know here to to write modules. That they're here to provide guidance, to provide uh, efficiencies and process improvements into a compliance program. Right, so it's not just a a one and done type of engagement. It is a you know here's here's what you need to think about. Here's how you resolve these issues. Here's the actual things you need to do to resolve those issues, and you know here's how to fix and update things as as we as time goes forward. And so. You know, our focus on the solution side is really to make sure that our customers have success, not only right off the bat, but ongoing success in their compliance program.
0: Yeah, you know what? It it actually makes sense because if you have, let's say, 100,000 systems, then you more than likely would probably benefit from having some more professional services involved to kind of help you really tailor and and stand up. Um, that particular service in the environment to make sure that it is operating efficiently
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the environment and that it also is fully 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 tailored to that specific environment especially across your teams and you, you might also even need someone to you know show your teams you know the way around the product and yeah. some of the actual um, things that that they need to do to make sure that um, I guess everything is running smoothly. So yeah, I appreciate you explaining that, Alex. And I guess maybe doubling back on the issue around teams and where do you think some of the teams might struggle just with compliance in general? And mm-hmm. also, once again, where would the Puppet Comply family fit in into that particular puzzle?
1: Yeah, I think the our real strength is in the puppet portfolio and the puppet enterprise side. And comply offers assessment and 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 status and and dashboard and information in a really easy to understand way. But that's just part of the puzzle, right? There's mm-hmm. in my mind, there's three sort of key activities in a compliance program. Um, assessment is the first one. Remediations is the second one, and a third one, which is really a combination of the first two, which is enforcement. Um, assessment is where product comply provides that capability is to understand compliance against the benchmark. Um, when we talk about remediation, which I think is the most challenging aspect of a compliance program, mm-hmm. remediation is about fixing those issues that, that come up. And in a lot of cases in, 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 many compliance programs, it's usually a handoff, a very serial process. So someone does some team somewhere does an assessment and they get all the results and what they need to do is they need to figure out which ones need to get fixed, which ones are the failed ones that need to get resolved, and they compile this big list of failed compliance things, and they send that over to the team. In most te- in most cases, the in- infrastructure and IT ops teams uh, are the ones that are responsible for fixing it. So they have this this report that says here's all the things that failed, and they give it to a team that go- and they say, well, here's all the things you need to fix. Fixing things, you know, if you do, you know, one server, one node, maybe five, maybe even ten. Pretty simple, right? You can you can manage that. But when you're talking about like a thousand, ten thousand, fifty thousand, you know, you can't just do those things manually. You need automation. You need a way of hitting all of those servers quickly and efficiently. And really you don't need to do it fifty thousand times. You should really just do it once and then apply it across all fifty thousand. And that's where like the power of Puppet Enterprise comes in, is because you can push these changes out to all of the nodes that need to have these changes be implemented with a few clicks. And you, don't, you only do it once. You only need to code it or define it once. And then you're done. And you send it out, and then it gets, it gets completed for you. And that's the hardest part, right? Because without automation, it becomes manual. And you know, some people have done things like scripting, or they're enforcing group policy and things like that. But that's not scalable in the same way that Puppet Enterprise scales automation. And then, like sort of the last part of the the activities is enforcement. But enforcement, like I said, was really is really just a combination of the first two. Um, you assess and remediate, and then you assess and remediate, and then you assess and you remediate because you have to see, you have to wait and see if your changes were were the right ones and were successful. So the only way of doing that is you assess them again and you see if it's been fixed by. The very nature of an assessment and looking at the report where Puppet Enterprise really helps customers with the enforcement is, you know, desired state configuration. I know that's a kind of, that might be a big term, um, but what it means is you can define what your system is supposed to look like. And at any time, if your system does not look like that, Puppet, the Puppet agent will change your system so that it looks like what you've defined it as. So you don't have to worry about someone like going on your, your server and making a change. Like opening up a firewall port or changing the password policy. Mm-hmm. Pepper Enterprise can just flip those things back even after someone's changed it.
0: Wow, okay. that was a lot. So I appreciate <laughs> you, you <laughs> breaking that down. I like that framework, assess, remediate, and enforce. Um, ha- have you heard this thing compliance as code? is Is that something we we created or is that is that new or not new?
1: Yeah, I've heard of compliance as code. It's effectively what we're doing, right? You mm-hmm. code what your compliance what compliance means to your organization. And you regularly enforce it by executing the code. And um, it's it's you can even consider it a subset of infrastructure as code because it's the mm-hmm. same idea, right? I want to define something once. I want to have that code executed on my server or node. And then that's the last time I really need to do anything about it, right? And so yeah. compliance is code. Yeah, that's what we that's what we have with our Puppet um, Enterprise and our Puppet Portfolio. Um, but it's a term that's been around for a little while. And uh, more and more companies are sort of latching on to the idea as more and more things becomes, you know, something as code, right? Like that's it's almost like a, a trending buzzword, you know, pick your pick your noun. Um, compliance is something that's becoming more and more important. And more and more yeah. customers and companies are like, oh no, this compliance thing is the real deal. I need to worry about it because if not, I'm gonna have penalties or I'm gonna be in trouble. And, you know, it's just becoming the importance of it is becoming more and more. And so the need for something like comply and puppet enterprise. Is so much more important in an organization because we can do things at scale and we can do things quickly.
0: Yeah, and I guess when this comes up a lot is during the annual or quarterly audit. Um, No no one wants to fail an audit, so I'm sure that Puppet Comply would fit perfect within that particular category around making sure that um, audits are uh, successful from that perspective and that you, you're not dealing with fire drills. Like I've, I've heard some mm-hmm. stories about fire drills around audits and not being able to pass the audits because, you know, you just don't have the right tool set, um, involved in order to produce the information that's needed. And it sounds like public comply would definitely fit into that puzzle to help you kind of, I guess, reduce that burden of, uh, preparing for an audit. Would you say?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head, right? Um, Audits tend to be fire drills for an organization or a team, and if audits happen frequently, uh, in some cases they do, it's like a nonstop fire drill. Um, with comply and and Puppet Enterprise, you know we we feel like our customers can be a lot more proactive in in their whole overall compliance. So when an audit does come, it's not like a it's not a mad scramble to getting things done or to getting things in tip top shape. That that those investments tend to be really heavy and really resource expensive. But if if customers can be proactive, it means that they don't you know they don't have to deal with uh, moving a boulder all at once. They can deal with uh, you know moving the pebble or the rock, you know, on a regular basis. So that way, it's a little bit easier for our customers to uh, to deal with audit. I've heard stories where um, some of our customers during audit time they mm-hmm. effectively just show, you know, an auditor comes and goes, you know. Show me, show me your audit process and how do you maintain compliance? And in some cases, I've heard stories where customers effectively just show the auditor Puppet Enterprise plus the module yeah. they use. And the auditor is like, cool, I know Puppet. I know how it works. Then it's good. Mm-hmm. It looks, looks good to me. I know that uh, you know, Puppet is a trusted technology in desired state configuration, so no need to worry about changes or drift or anything like that.
0: Yeah, that that is pretty awesome, and that's the power of Puppet. So this was definitely cool. Is is there a website or a place that some of our listeners can go to get more information about Comply, or what about maybe linking in with you or connecting with you, Alex?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, our official product page is puppet.com/products/puppet-comply, or you can find it from the homepage as well. There's a navigation bar at the top that'll lead you to our products. Uh, also, you can find me on LinkedIn, Alex Hin, um, and uh, you know feel free to reach out, ask questions. Um, I'm fairly responsive there and you know I just happy to engage with people to talk all things compliance. It's an exciting time for for myself um, and also at puppet, got a lot of things to, to to be excited about and lots of work ahead of us.
0: Now you know you're not getting off that easy without yeah. giving us a recommendation of your favorite Japanese Scotch. So yeah, lay it okay. on us.
1: Okay, so the one that I that I the first one that I got is the one that I actually enjoy the most, and it's by Suntory House, and uh, that I guess that's the the company name, but the whiskey is actually called Toki, T O K I. And this is a, I I would classify this as a summertime, summer evening kind of whiskey. It's light, it's fruitful, Mm -hmm. it's it's easy to drink. Uh, It doesn't have a lot of smoke or spice to it. It's just something that just, you know, to me when I have it, um, I have it, you know, sun setting, I'm out on the patio, um, just winding down my day, have a little bit of this Suntory Toki and it really just caps off uh, my night for me. I really enjoy that one. So check that one out.
0: Yeah, it it sounds like a glass of that goes very well with Puppet Comply, (laughs) that you actually pour up a glass of that, you uh, log into Puppet Enterprise, and then you click the scan button. I I don't know if that's correct or not because I haven't played around with it, so slap me on the hand, Alex. Um, (laughs) You you, you pour pour that glass of Toki, is that it? Yeah, Toki. And you just sit back and, and watch... Watch those messages roll in that all, all of the green has showed up that, you know, things are getting resolved. Right. So, yeah, I appreciate that recommendation. I'm going to have to take a look at that. Is that an an expensive bottle or it's middle of the road? You know, what is what's the price point? on that?
1: Yeah. So uh, in Canada, it's it's about seventy dollars for the bottle. But I do know that in, in the United States, you can actually find it at some Costco's as well. So I believe it's yeah. it's more on the lower end in terms of price point. It's definitely not uh, not on the expensive side. But uh, it's something that is widely available as far as I can tell.
0: All right. I'm a Sam's Club guy. So okay. I'm going to have to check to see if they have it. <laughs> but if not, there are liquor stores on the corner just as churches are. So okay. they are very, very prevalent. So, Alex, I appreciate you coming on Pulling the Strings podcast. powered by Puppet? I would like to thank you for sharing with us. And until next time, you have a fantastic day.
1: You too, Demetrius. Thanks for having me.